Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and I am here with Peter Diamantis, and this is Exponential Wisdom. Peter, when I was 70 years old, coming up on two years ago, you gave me a wonderful gift and a gift to Babs. You gave me a gift of something that didn't even exist. (laughs) What it was was the human longevity, wonderful health nucleus that Babs and I were able to go to in February, actually just after we went to Abundance 360. We went down to La Jolla and hands down, first of all, right off the bat, very, very best way I've ever been treated in any health-related experience in my entire lifetime. Just the whole organization, the hospitality, the personal touch, it was just a marvelous, marvelous experience. I've talked to roughly four or five dozen strategic coach, 10 times entrepreneur who are A360 participants, and it's been uniform across the board. Everybody says it's the number one health-related experience, clinical experience that they've ever had in their life. Thank you, Dan. I I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, ultimately, it's the gift of life. And maybe just for the, the listeners and viewers who are not familiar with HLI, Human Longevity Inc., and the Health Nucleus, I could take a second to talk about the background and, and what it is and why we created it. Mm-hmm. So just to dive in and good to see you again, pal. I went to medical school a couple of decades back, and what I was blown away with as I started understanding how the body was and why it worked was, why do we die? There are so many species of life on this planet, from whales to sea turtles to other large organisms that live hundreds of years. And why should we accept a typical life expectancy in our 70s or 80s? And I know you and I share this common interest. So it was about two and a half years ago that I partnered with two amazing individuals, Craig Venter, who is known around the world as the first person to sequence the human genome and create the first artificial life form. And then Dr. Bob Hurry, an MD-PhD Navy fighter pilot who's the top sort of stem cell researcher and entrepreneur. And we set out to create this company called Human Longevity, Inc., where our mission is to add 30 to 40 healthy years on everyone's life. I like to say make 100 years old when you're 60 so that at 100, you'll have and I'll have the cognition the aesthetics and the mobility that we had at at least 60. And you know, no one wants to live to 100 or 120 if you're wheelchair bound and you've got Alzheimer's. Of course, that's not the vision. It's how do you maintain your health and your sharpness. And so that's the mission of HLI and our facility we call the health nucleus. Would it be useful for me to sort of recount what one goes through and what we're doing there. Yeah, I'll just uh, set the stage for you, Peter. So La Jolla is a very beautiful spot north of San Diego. And, you know, we arrived. We had been at a hotel. They told us to come there early and just have a relaxing day before we came over. You had to fast because you took blood tests right off the bat. But we arrived and someone met us at the car and they knew who we were. You know, Mr. Sullivan and Miss Smith, we're really happy to have you here today. Took us in. We got our own private rooms. Each of us had our own private suite, which had shower facilities, bath facilities. And throughout the day, when you did one test, you would return to your suite, and then they would come and get you. It was just clockwork. And one of the most interesting things 
is that you never met another patient during the day. So everything was arranged so that it was just about you. And you had that feeling from the standpoint of what you saw, you were actually the only person there during the day and everybody was on top of their game. I won't go through all the tests or anything like that. You know, I'd like to reflect on that in this podcast of the things that I learned that I had never had measured before in my life. And it was very gratifying because of my longevity plans to actually get that kind of information. But just super, everything was just super personal, very meaningful. I mean, they weren't just being nice for the sake of being nice. They were being nice because I think they're proud of the actual information that they're going to bring to you that is really crucial to you to take action, actually take action where there's correction needed and take action where you're doing a great job and you have to reinforce this as you go forward. And, you know, I'm at an age where the decline is really quite precipitous for a lot of human beings. And I'm not declining, but I know a lot more about how I'm going to stay going up rather than going down. So, Peter, just kudos to you and Craig and Bob and the whole team that's put together the health nucleus. I think it's an amazing, and I understand you're going to multiply these around the world, but this first one is first class. Thank you. And I'm really proud of the team at the health nucleus. They're exceptional group of physicians and scientists, and it really is about creating an experience that is so personalized and you got it. And I'm really, really proud. So let me take a second and talk about what we do there. It's a full eight-hour day in La Jolla at our facility. The first thing is you meet with one of the physicians, and it's an intake. So over the course of the eight hours, our objective is to capture 150 gigabytes of data about you. 150 gigabytes, we're digitizing you in every way, shape, and form. And then that data is going to be analyzed by our machine learning team and our physicians to understand what's going on in your body today, give you either a clean bill of health or say, here's an issue we need to solve right now. We have saved a number of people's lives right out of the bat. And in the long term, we collect that data to say, this is your longevity plan. This is what we've discovered about you that is likely to be the cause of your eventual death. Kind of harsh to say it that way. And so we want to monitor that so we catch it at the beginning and stop it from developing. And if we can stop any disease process at the earliest beginning, that's amazing. You know, we end up, not we, but many people end up going to the hospital when they've got some disease process going on. They have a cardiovascular disease, they've got a cancer, whatever it is, and they're finally were coughing or hurting or whatever enough that they go to the hospital and they get the bad news. You've got this kind of a cancer, you've got this kind of cardiovascular disease, and it's like the roof coming down your head. Mm -hmm. But the realization is it just didn't happen that morning. You know, that disease has been going on for some period of time and it was predictable even for some period of time before that. So the whole initial concept about HLI and the health nucleus is that if we can predict what you're going to come down with, and actually catch it at the very earliest stage where it's the most treatable and stop it, that is by definition going to prolong your life. So let me recount what you went through, if I could. So you meet 
first off, we learn our physicians and we find out, we take in all your family history. We've done some of that perhaps in advance digitally. Mm -hmm. And then we find out what are your personal health goals. I think, Dan, yours is a lifespan of 150 what? Six. 156. 156, yes. The world's record right now is 122 and a half, and I'm going to shoot way past it. I think yours, for most listeners, is strictly obscene, you know, that you want to live that long. <laughs> You're going to go through about three whales in your lifetime. <laughs> I set a ridiculous goal of 700 years, and I set it as a, when I was in medical yes. school because I had heard sea turtles theoretically could live that long. I said, if they can, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you don't have your target, you'll miss it every time. But here's the reality for the listeners. And my friend, our friend, Ray Kurzweil, talks about mm -hmm. longevity, escape velocity. And the longer you live, the more technology is coming to bear mm -hmm. to allow you to live longer and longer. So if you can add 50 years on your life right now, mm -hmm. there's no reason it can't be indefinite in some fashions. And these are crazy things to think about, right? Because they change society, they change religious points of view, they change all kinds of things. But the reality is we are finally at a point where we're able to understand the software that runs our body and to be able to actually modify, read that software, interpret that software, and actually eventually modify that software. But that's besides the point. So we intake your family history, your medical objectives. We take a number of vials of blood. That blood will be to sequence your genome, first of all. We sequence all 3.2 billion letters of life. And this is the software that runs your body from childhood through old age. And your genomics are your medical future. And we sequence your genome 30 times. It's a 30x sequencing because every time we sequence it, there's little errors in the sequencing apparatus, and we're able to eliminate the errors by doing this multiple sequencing. And anybody who's done 23andMe, 23andMe looks at single nucleotide polymorphisms. In other words, it looks at a million spots on out of the 3.2 billion letters. So, you know, we are effectively looking at 3,000 times more data than 23andMe. Your entire genome is what's examined by this. We then go on to do a full MRI of your body. We can find cancers at a two millimeter, about the size of a pencil lead. Anywhere in your body, we do a quantitative brain scan to look at the structures of your brain. We look at the vasculature of your brain. We do a full coronary 4D echo and coronary uh, CT to look at any calcification. We measure the 2300 chemicals in your bloodstream, what's called your metabolome. We do a microbiome, we end up taking a stool sample, and we do the genetics of all of the bacteria in your body. You and I are a collection of 10 trillion human cells. Kind of hard to think about that, right? 10 trillion individual cells that you call you or me, right? But we also have in our body, besides the 10 trillion human cells, we have 100 trillion bacterial cells. And these bacteria actually modify the drugs you take, the foods you eat, and some 10% of the chemicals in your bloodstream are bacterial metabolites. And so understanding the bacteria in your body actually has a huge effect on your mood, disease process, maybe whether you're obese or not, we'll find this data out. And then we take in all the normal stuff that you might get in a executive physical cognitive neuro neural tests, uh, gait and balance, all of those things. And that's 150 gigabytes of data. Mm -hmm. 
that was never collectible before. This company would not have been able to exist because the ability to store this data and actually transmit this data and process this data is only possible now. We're one of the largest users of Amazon Cloud for doing the data analysis and the machine learning analysis. So that's what happened to you in eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) Just a couple of comments. You actually introduced me to Craig Venter. We were on the same speech platform in Washington, D.C. two and a half years ago. Just a couple of comments about that. You know, I got asking him as a layman about basically what he had achieved. And I said, there's a lot of things that people are talking about right now, like genetic engineering and people going in and changing genes. And he said, you know, that's uh, sort of Hollywood stuff. And he said, but the big thing is that he said most people die 20 years too early because of finding out about something 10 years too late. And to me, that really is so true about almost everybody who I know who has died of a preventable disease that they didn't get tested. They were actually taking one of the greatest risks that you can take in life. And when I told people about that I was going to do a health nucleus, they said, you know, I I really wouldn't want to know that stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and I I said uh, I said you know I think that you have a mindset that's not long for this world you know the when you when you talk about it, I said there's not too much information that I can have about a future that I can be strategic about. The analogy is: imagine you're a passenger on a seven thirty seven, and you can say, "Listen, your pilot." And the computer systems on the airplane could know whether the engines are operating well and whether the fuel systems and the hydraulics are working well. Or you can fly blind without that knowledge. Which would you like? Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. And people don't realize that, for example, my dad, who's 89 now, who's got very advanced Alzheimer's, do I want to know whether I have the genes for Alzheimer's and so forth? And I'm getting my reports back on my genetics. I went through the health nucleus. I've got my MRI scans and my quantitative brain scan data all back. And we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. My genomic information will be coming back in about a week's time. I'll be getting briefed by the team. I've just been on travel so much. And I want to know, and the probability is I'll have his genes for that. I now paying massive attention to all of the research going on in Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And I am focused on, are we going to do an Alzheimer's X prize? And I'm going to bring my expertise and knowledge to bear on solving these problems as best I can. And the idea not to know, I think, is ridiculous. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that just got revealed, I mean, it was knowledge that came from me, but it had never been written down and put into perspective. And that is that I have high blood pressure. I have six siblings. Each of them has high blood pressure. My mother and father had high blood pressure, and three grandparents had high blood pressure. It kind of indicates a trend line here, and that's going to be taken into account. Again, talking to Dr. Venter, he says, you got to distinguish between two things. He said, it's like card game. We each get a deal. We each get some cards to play with. But the cards you get doesn't say how you're going to play the game. Craig said, you know, the greatest poker players in Las Vegas, they don't necessarily win with a bad hand, but they don't lose with a bad hand. (laughs) And he said that they know when to fold, 
And I think that there's some common sense here that you have someone who's at the very cutting edge of science as we know it in this area of genetics. I mean, this is really new territory. He said, you got to keep common sense about this. Early warning is the premium here. And he says, we can keep making the early warning earlier. And he says, that makes all the difference in the world. We met backstage. We were in the green room where we were talking. And the first people who came in the room, we knew he was coming, but the first people who came in the room were his two bodyguards. (laughs) And so uh, I met him and I said, what's the muscle for? And he said, well, you know, not everybody is in complete agreement with what I'm doing here. And he said, there's rumors about what I'm doing, which aren't true. But he said, there's an image. And he said, you know, I get threats on my life on a continual basis. But he said that the people who feel that I'm a threat to them, I'm the greatest helper they'll ever have for everyone that's meaningful in their life, for everything that's meaningful in their life. He said, I'm I'm going to actually be part of the greatest protection they've ever had. But he said, you know, you live in a crazy world. We're going to have another podcast where politics and religion come into play. And this is, you know, when you're talking about the very frontiers of health and how people can extend their lives, it brings a lot of other factors into play just besides the science and technology that's involved here. And let me take a second and talk about some of the discoveries we've had. So we've been putting people through the health nucleus. It's eight hours of your time. It's not cheap today in the early days. It's $25,000. But compared to saving your life or extending your life, that's, I think, relatively cheap. And some of the discoveries that we've had, I mean, we have found a number of our individuals who have come through the health nucleus where we've discovered cancer in them that they did not know about. Now, these are individuals who are CEOs, they're executives, they're well-to-do, they have an annual normal physical that they do. All these people in their 50s and 60s have regular executive physicals, but we discovered cancers they didn't know they had, and we saved their lives by actually having them that next week go and having it that cancer extracted before in the earliest stages before it had a chance to spread or break out of a capsule. Another patient, and I think three patients, we found that they had atrial fibrillation going on that they did not know about, which is life-threatening because it can lead to a stroke where your atrial chambers are fibrillating and not pumping the blood properly and you can get a blood clot formed. And so they were put on to a proper dosage of Coumadin right away. But again, life-saving discoveries for things that they didn't know about as we monitored their heart for a number of days. Another patient who actually was a physician themselves who had a enlarged aorta because they had a collagen disease that they didn't know about. And that enlarged aorta was in the context of them being a weightlifter could have caused sudden death. And then they found out when we did their genomics that this individual had an eight times increased probability of of ovarian cancer, not a threat to him as a male, but he had a daughter. You know, his immediate reaction is, oh my God, did I pass these genes on to my daughter? And she needs to know about it immediately. Mm -hmm. And so we start to learn, in fact, in the results so far, we have found actionable results in a third of our patients, Mm -hmm. which is pretty extraordinary. And we, again, don't realize we're walking around with these disease states developing that can be addressed if you know about them. And then in 10% of the people, there are 
life-shortening genetic ailments that they have that if you know about these things, you can take proper advanced care to minimize their impact. So it's all about early warning. And then the long-term vision of HLI is going to be about how to use stem cells and genetic engineering to, in fact, extend the life once we've prevented you from dying you know, 10, 20, 30 years too early. I'll just mention one other thing. We have an amazing machine learning team, call it artificial intelligence, call it machine learning, whatever it is, up in Mountain View, a fellow named Franz Ock who ran Google Translate and created the ability at Google over the course of 10 years to translate between 100 different language pairs. And that's just massive data being applied to machine learning. He runs this team up. And so when your data comes through, when your 150 gigabytes of data comes through, that 150 gigabytes gets analyzed in the context of thousands, eventually millions of other human genomes. And we learn more about you. The bigger our database gets, the more we learn about you every year. So you're now in the system, Dan, Mm -hmm. and you are learning a certain amount about yourself. But every year as we sequence and collect the phenotypic data of more people, Mm -hmm. we're going to discover more about you and you'll discover more about yourself. So it's something called sort of a network effects business. I'll give you one fun example that's come out of our machine learning. We did an experiment that Craig Venter proposed, which is we sequenced a thousand individuals, about actually 1,100 individuals, and we took high-resolution photographs of their face. We took recordings of their voice, photographs of their hands, their feet, and we put their genomics and their images through a system that created an algorithm that we can now predict a photograph of you from your genetics. Like the FBI. (laughs) Like the FBI. It's the ultimate NCSI, whatever that TV show is called. I mean, it's the notion that your genetics, from your gene sequence, we can predict your eye color better than you can self-report, the color of your skin. We can predict your height, a photograph of your face. We can predict your voice. All of these things are predictable from your genetics, and it shouldn't be a surprise because identical twins, right, look identical throughout their life because they've got the same genome. Mm-hmm. And so our goal is to give you confidence that we can also predict what's the cardiovascular, the cancer, the neurodegenerative disease, and then actually help you do the tests every year or every other year or every six months, whatever is required, mm-hmm. to find it before it takes you down. And so it's about a lifelong, long life course of action to preserve your longevity. One of the concepts of strategic coach right from the beginning is that our eyes only see and our ears only hear what our brain is looking for. And Peter, when I got the first report and we had we were very fortunate in me because I had Dr. Brar who actually called me up with the first stage of the reporting. Dr. Pam Brar, who's our medical yeah. director, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, with an amazing team from Nicole and, and Dr. Perkins. It's I'm very proud of the team there. Just um, immediate responses on my part to that. First of all, she was the happiest, most supportive doctor I've ever met in my life (laughs) related to getting results back from a test. Usually what I get is, first of all, there's an emphasis on the negative when I get my test back, and the positives are taken for granted. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But we went through the tests, and they're beautifully laid out. You know, you get them electronically. We had them on the computer screen. 
and you just went report by report. But the beautiful thing about it is that it's uploaded in the front with layman's language about just what the results are in terms of are you in the range or out of the range. And then the second thing is what is really great about what your report is saying and then actionable issues that need improvement. And then you have the commentary going along with it. And I have to tell you, it was just a delightful experience. And it pointed out the obvious that I have this high blood pressure thing. And she automatically recommended and said that if we wish, she would talk directly to our primary doctor about what they came up with. And she would be delighted to give the whole background of the testing I had been through and the report that we had had. That was one beautiful thing about it. But the tests that I was getting back, like the neurocognitive, I'd never in any test ever had neurocognitive. And I got to believe that how your brain works and you know how your nervous system can actually respond to day-to-day life kind of indicates kind of whether the future is going to be a good thing or a bad thing for you. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, you know, I had really high marks. So I was walking around, you know, like, gee, uh, you know, I'm, 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 you know, 72, but you wouldn't know it, you know, <laughs> and that sort of thing. But the thing that I want to point out here is that this is an intensely human personal experience that the health nucleus has really created for what is your most fundamental personal experience on life? And that is just how the body that you have is making its way into the future. And so I just feel so thrilled that we were able to get in early. But, you know, I can go back to the point that my responsiveness to this and my alertness to it came from the fact that 29 years ago, I set a goal of living to 156 And like yourself, with your response to the genetics that are coming back about you, all of a sudden your eyes and ears are just on full alert for anything that can assist you to literally, Peter, be in a good position to come to my funeral. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's going to be your problem. I mean, you're talking about time (laughs) pressures right now. But all these networks of people you're making all over the world, I mean, you're, you're going to be spending a lot of time at funerals. No, dude, my, my plan is to take my clan and my family on this longevity <laughs> journey with me. Yeah. So um, I know we're, we're coming to the end of our 30 minutes here. I just want to mention to people, if the health nucleus is something that you want for yourself or a member of your family, We're in beta phase right now. We're going to be starting to roll it out shortly. We only are able to process about six, maximum eight individuals in a day. But if you're interested, if you just email me at peter at diamandis.com, peter at diamandis.com and put health nucleus in the subject line, I'm happy to connect you with our VIP team. Please know, again, today it's a full eight hours in La Jolla near San Diego and it's a $25,000 price. Believe me, the overwhelming majority of that money is spent actually to run the test. It's not cheap to do this massive data collection and data processing that we do. It's not a huge margin. And then we will have sort of a lifelong membership option where every year we analyze your data again and give you an update on what we've learned new about you as we have more and more people coming. So those of you who want to go on this longevity journey with me and with Dan, you're welcome to just email me and we'll connect you with the right folks at HLI. 
This is really great. You know, I'm just happy that we encountered each other and that you and the team down there created this massive capability going into the future. And I'm sure all of our listeners today are taking note of this because it affects each of them personally. Absolutely. You know, Dan, as a next topic, we've talked about something in a previous podcast that'd be fun to do next. We talk a lot about what things are changing, like our ability to live longer lives. The question is, over the next 20, 30 years, what fundamental things are not going to change? You and I first Mm -hmm. heard this question being asked by Jeff Bezos, who said, I find it more interesting to ask, you know, what hasn't changed or what isn't going to change. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you have some thoughts about that. I'm looking forward to hearing about. So maybe let's tackle that in our next podcast. I'm looking forward to it. I do have a lot of thoughts. Thanks a lot, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan, a pleasure to spend the time with you.